Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Protect yourself from identity theft and take complete control of your debit card with Secure Lock Equip from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Visit FABNT.com for details. Member FDIC. It's time for Oaklawn Game Day, presented by Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort. An inside look at this week's big games, exciting prop bets, and the latest wagering lines from Oaklawn's race and sportsbook, the natural state's favorite place to play. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Acri and Oaklawn's mutuals and sportsbook manager, Zach Gillum. Welcome in once again, Oaklawn Game Day. Justin Acre, Zach Gillum, we're so glad to be with you once again and hope everybody enjoyed the Super Bowl. Zach, I know it was a busy day for you guys with all the prop bets and the wagers on the Rams and the Bengals, and I hope you had a blast on Sunday despite having to work. I mean, it was a wonderful time. You could not ask for a better place to be. If you were here for the watch party, hats off to you. Um, that's where I would have parked myself. It was, if I had to say, it was a little heavier of a Bengals crowd, um, but it seemed like everyone was having a good time. Halftime show, you had people dancing around the room. So, I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd say overall, great experience, and the numbers indicated as such, it was the most watched television program in five years. So, people were obviously very clued in, even though these are not really two perennial powers, or you wouldn't think teams that are going to attract a lot of attention. But I think everybody anticipated a good game. Honestly, I think the halftime show had a lot to do with it. Commercials were a little underwhelming, Zach, but there was no money to be made on those for us anyway. They did cost over $6 million apiece, though. Wow. Yeah, I, I did not get to watch many of the commercials live. I went back and caught a few of them. Uh, the Larry David FTX commercial yeah. had me laughing. Um, but, yeah, overall, the game couldn't really ask for much better. Halftime show, I think, was great um, from the feedback I've heard from everyone. I know I enjoyed it. So uh, it was a lot of fun. This was the place to be. Well, last week we debated on our lock of the week, and we were going back and forth between a couple of different things from prop bet standpoint. My favorite bet of the week was the over five and a half sacks. That hit easily. In fact, I think they may have doubled that, Zach, just about. But we'll talk about that coming up in just a second. We went with Texas Tech at Oklahoma. They were up five at the half. They were minus three on the line, and they got crushed in the second half. So kudos to Oklahoma, a team coming off a three-loss run. They got back on track, and that was bad for us. So we fall again. We're going to try to pick a winner again this week. Got a game I like, and we'll see if we can get back on track. Let's talk about racing real quick at Oaklawn. This weekend, we've got a nice stakes race, Zach, a big one actually with the Dixie Bell, 150 grand for three-year-olds, six furlongs, and coming off of a Valentine's Day weekend that had a little bit of everything for everyone. It may be a little bit calmer after the wild weekend we just had, but there's still plenty of great offerings this weekend absolutely i mean this is going to be a four-day race weekend we will be racing monday president's day on that day we do have our cap giveaway that is a very big promotion that people love um, from what i've seen the hats are awesome i hope i get one um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes as you mentioned great stakes race on saturday um, racing friday saturday sunday monday first post will be at 1 p.m each day and then um, we have some other things to announce coming up. Well, Don at Oakland, I know, is coming back this week. And as long as the weather permits, down on the South Apron, starting at 730 in the morning. So get a little insight and usually a great guest. So that's well, back as well. 
let me tell you, the guest is uh, about as good as you can ask for. So at 8 a.m., we will have Mr. Lewis Sella himself um, as the first guest for Dawn at Oaklawn. Absolutely. Oh. Can't can't miss that one. No, that'll be great. That's fantastic. So, okay, we'll look forward to that. And again, as Zach mentioned, four-day weekend of racing. Also, Zach, we got some new events announced in the event center. You guys are really putting that to use in a big way. A couple in March, actually three in March, big one in April, and then a really cool one in May. And I'll tell you what, I've been looking forward to some different kinds of acts. You guys have had some good musical acts. I know you just had a big one over the weekend. But, man, some comedy would be great, and we get that coming up soon here. March 11th, Bill Ingvall is coming, and he's not doing one but two shows. I wish he could stay for multiple days, but you're going to get two shows in one day, and, heck, this dude's funny enough. I might try to get tickets to both. Because every time we drive anywhere, she knows exactly where we're going, has no problem telling me how to get there. We could be driving back to our own house. And my wife will turn to me and go, you need to turn left here. Thank God you're here. Hell, I'd have been lost in a field somewhere. Just driving in circles. Cop comes up, what's the problem here? My wife ain't around. I'm gonna give you a warning this time. Don't be driving without your wife anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you were not able to come, we had Jeff Foxworthy at the end of 2021. That was a very great performance. Um, I I think Bill Ingvall will be very well received. I do think the two shows will be needed. So if you've not got those tickets, they went on sale this week. I highly recommend you do not wait. Get them now. And then Grand Funk Railroad also playing in March and a Tina Turner tribute in late March as well, March 31st. And then moving on into April, you get the Marshall Tucker Band on the 16th and May 21st. It's the 50th anniversary of American Pie, the song by Don McLean, and he's coming in to perform that as well as other songs at Oaklawn's Event Center. As you said, those dates um, are going to be something you definitely want to put on your calendar. All of the events have gone on sale, oaklawn.com, except for the Marshall Tucker Band. That will go on sale on the 18th, and um, Don McLean, you will see that posted here shortly. Okay. Yeah, Oakland.com, just keep up with all of those uh, possibilities and those concerts and different things coming up uh, you know, on the website. And of course, you can book your trip to the Astral Spa there. Book your room at Oakland for a long weekend. And I would definitely suggest getting on those for the big weekends coming up, Zach. I mean, we're right you know, a couple of weeks away from Rebel Stakes. I know that the uh, Arkansas Derby weekend is going to be a huge deal as far as getting a room. And then, of course, that final weekend, that first Saturday in May, I assume with it being uh, the final day of racing will also be a huge day. And, of course, it's Kentucky Derby Saturday. Absolutely. As you said, we are getting into the meat of the racing season, so those rooms are going to be tough to come by. Um, The events that we're going to have surrounding everything is really going to bring people in. As you mentioned, Rebel on the 26th, and weather permitting, we will open the infield that day. So that's something that really brings people out. Hopefully we can have one of those 70-degree Uh, February days. Yeah, it is a little hard to tell. I mean, we're going from some uh, really good weather to some cold weather overnight, but it looks like the weekend is going to be fantastic. So if you're going down for racing to take advantage of President's Day, it looks like the temperatures are going to cooperate. Uh, Other live entertainment real quick in the Pops Lounge. Cliff and Susan always starting things off, and you get the Parker Francis Band on the 18th and 19th from 9 until 1 a.m., 9p to 1a, and uh, always a good opportunity to catch some live music at Oaklawn, those big acts in the event center as well as the acts we just mentioned in Pops Lounge. So let's talk some football, Zach. And, you know, we talked about a lot of different props last week. The Rams, your favorites going in. The Rams win but don't cover, which is what I was anticipating. Was pulling for Cincy, and certainly I would have thrown a few bucks on the money line with them. It was pretty good payout, I think about 160 maybe. But they would have come up short there, of course. They lost the game, although it was 
very much up in the air until the very end. But if you were riding Cincy and taking the points, or if you played the Rams on the money line, you came out a winner last week. If you took Cincy on the spread, that was good news for you. Most people got that at plus four or plus four and a half. Rams money line did come through the under with the game finishing 23 to 20. When we posted, the total was at 50. For the most part, for the two weeks we had it on the board, it was at 48 and a half. So if you took that under, you did hit. Yeah, a lot of low scoring. Uh, uh, it was a very low scoring game, of course. Great defense. We kind of anticipated that. Speaking of, one of the bets I really like last week is a potential lock of the week. Something we talked about on the shows a lot through the week. We talked about on Oakland game day last week was the over five and a half sacks. That number seemed ludicrous low to me. I mean, we just watched Joe Burrow in the second game of the AFC playoffs get sacked nine times by the Titans, and we were all quite confident the Rams could get to him quite a bit as well. In fact, they went over the five and a half just by the Rams sacking Joe Burrow, and of course the Bengals defense got a couple against Stafford as well. Absolutely. I think uh, you definitely hit on that one last week, and the guest came in and backed that over, and I do not blame them. As you said, Bengals, I think, had two sacks, Rams with seven, so the Rams covered it themselves, nine total in the game. The over went off at roughly uh, minus 124. We also talked about Cooper Cup uh, scoring a touchdown, Zach, and I don't know what you would have had to wager on or what the payout would have been on him getting two, but obviously he did and won the MVP. Great performance by a great player. He had a year to remember to pull off all the things he did. MVP of the Super Bowl, he was the NFC Offensive Player of the Year. He won the Triple Crown, meaning receptions, yards, and touchdowns for a receiver. Just a magical season. And he almost got a completion in the game as well, which is another thing that we talked about as a wager. I like the over on players to complete a pass as well. It was at two and a half, and Joe Mixon did get a completion. He was the third player to do it. So if you bet 100 bucks on that one, you would have gotten a $252 benefit walking away with a $352 payout. Absolutely, and you hit it easily um, if you took the attempt, because on the attempt, there were actually four, as you mentioned, Cups, uh, Mixon, Stafford, Burrow, on the complete a pass, there were three. The three you mentioned, Stafford, Burrow, Mixon. Um, and that did go off at plus 252, and we had some people back that. So hats off to them. Okay. How about a few other prop bets that were popular from uh, yeah. the players at Oakland? Yeah, absolutely. So going, uh, looking at uh, Cooper Cup. So any time touchdown score on him was minus 215. We definitely got some action on that. Um, at least two touchdowns, those odds for Cooper Cup were 5-1. to one. Wow. And, and roughly 20% of the bets on at least two touchdowns to be scored in that market were on Cup. So people were backing that. Cup was also something, uh, you know, a lot of people like to get down on the first touchdown score, but we also offer who's going to be the last touchdown score. And that happened to be Cooper Cup. So <laughs> Cup uh, was Seven to one to be the last touchdown score, and Man. again, again, eighteen percent of our bets on that market did come on Mr. Cup. So hats off to those guys and ladies. And in the first touchdown score market, that was not Cup. And that was Mr. OBJ, and his odds for being the first touchdown score were ten to one. Man, so very, very good. And there were uh, quite a few people that got got him. Um, I feel bad for him. I'm glad he got that touchdown before that injury. If I had to pick a bad beat, it was people that took the receiving yards over for Odell because because he did have 52 through two receptions very early in the game and then did have that injury. Yeah, it is a bummer, and I do hope he can come back. I mean, he's a great player. It's an interesting story with him moving over to the Rams this season. You know, he was off to a productive start, as you said. But I will tell you this, we actually saw some details of his contract this week, Zach, and guess what? Being part of that Super Bowl championship team was a $3 million payout for him, in addition to the regular bonuses that everybody else got. So, I mean, all the players made a bunch of extra bonus money working their way through the playoff rounds. And then Andrew Whitworth, the man of the year in the NFL, their offensive lineman Zach the older cat I think he's 40 years old first offensive lineman I was told to be 40 years and win a Super Bowl and he got a million and a half I believe was his bonus so there are a couple of guys 
hasn't really got paid. And hate it for OBJ. Hope he can come back from the injury, but at least he's got three million bucks to cry into in the offseason. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he got his win. Um, he got that touchdown in the game. So hopefully he comes back strong, and I think he'll be okay. What about the kneel down? I know that was one we talked about on the show last week. Yes, absolutely. Final play to be a kneel down, yes, minus 190. You know what was interesting is the bulk of the people actually took no on that. Hmm. Um, only 12.5% of our bets back to the yes. And as you know, for those that watch, Stafford did take a knee to end the game there. Um, another one that we mentioned that I thought was uh, or something that we talked about throughout the entire season was just to win win it all, to win the championship. Yeah. And from what I was looking at, the highest odds anyone got on L.A. to win it was 16-1. to 1. Mm. They, they bet that back in August. Interestingly enough, someone actually bet them to win back in March of 2021, and they got 15-1 to 1 on their wager. Oh. Interesting. And you had a few people, though, that uh, had Rams versus Bengals in the final as well from early in the season? Yes. Um, it wasn't for – it was actually – so once the playoffs started, we posted the exact result of the championship game. Okay. Um, so on January 24th, so right before the Bengals played the Chiefs, 49ers played the Rams, you had uh, Rams to defeat the Bengals were one of the longer shots on the board at 10-1, to 1, and we did have quite a few people jump on that. All right. Well, let's uh, turn the page to the next season, shall we, Zach? Because here's the thing. Once the wager is over, I can't make any money on it. I need something I can make some money on next year. I was a little surprised, I, I must be honest, by the favorite when I looked at the odds for next season. And it's not a team that I didn't expect to be towards the top because I certainly did. I just didn't expect them to be at number one. And the Buffalo Bills, a team that's been very close twice now in a row, uh, is up on top. And I guess people feel like maybe Buffalo's time has finally come for next season. Yes, absolutely. They were... Uh up there at the top right when we posted as a co-choice with the Chiefs now there by themselves. Bills, currently your top choice, plus 750, followed by the Chiefs at 800. The current champions, the Rams, are at 1,100. 49ers, 1,200. You have the Packers at 1,300. The Cowboys, 1,400. The Bengals at 1,600. A few other uh, local teams or, or regional teams of interest would be the Titans at plus 2,000. Um, New Orleans Saints at plus 4,000. We mm. know they have a bunch of changes coming there. Yeah, they sure do, Zach. they got a new coach. I don't know if Winston's going to be healthy. We'll see. I mean, a lot of questions for the Saints. There are some interesting ones if you want to take a shot, though. San Francisco, what are they going to do at quarterback? They're going to take a chance on the second year guy are they going to somehow manage to find a way to keep garoppolo what happens in green bay does aaron Rodgers come back because if he's back at quarterback 1300 is a pretty level and more than fair price on the packers rams are one of the younger teams in the league in fact they're the sixth youngest team in the nfl and i know aaron donald is seriously considering retirement i'm assuming matthew stafford will be back though and we know cooper cup's back don't know about obj status but plenty of pieces back for the rams potentially as a younger team and assuming they can keep people in free agency but the Bengals, pretty young team too they're in the bottom third as far as uh, youth goes 10th youngest team in the league so if they can keep a lot of their guys guys intact you got to think the Bengals have a chance to get back there as well so Jets Lions Browns Panthers Jags all young young teams those are your top five none of them had much success this year but here's hoping and maybe the Browns make the breakthrough next year they were close a couple of years ago took a step backwards this last year but maybe they figure it out this next season yeah absolutely I mean they had a lot of injuries this season that definitely prevented them from uh, maybe fulfilling what they wanted to do and then a few other teams as you're alluding to of what's going to happen and who's going there you know Tampa Bay Buccaneers they're at plus 28 
8,800 and Seattle Seahawks, if if Russell is coming or going, he's at plus 30, or they are at plus 3,300. We're roughly halfway through the show today, and I will tell you, there's here's my huge tease for later in the show. It relates to baseball. Stay tuned for that announcement after we get done talking about some basketball notes here. And we did have a kind of a big shift when it comes to conference to win the, the title, but let's start with championship odds. Zach Gonzaga is your top scoring team in America. They're your top team as far as scoring margin goes, and they've got a matchup tonight that looks like a total mismatch on paper, but I will tell you, if you like watching team score points, it should be a fun one to check out late night off the West Coast. So behind Gonzaga at plus 500, who are our favorite teams sitting right now at Oaklawn? Again, Oaklawn, our favorite place to play. You can go to oaklawn.com for details on rooms and other things of that matter, but uh, if you want to get a wagering, go by and see Zach and the folks in the sports book. It is Arkansas's only casino resort. So Zach, give me your favorites behind Gonzaga. Yeah, looking at that, so after Gonzaga, you have Auburn's second choice, plus 800, followed by Kentucky at plus 850, Arizona at 900, Purdue at 1050, Baylor 1200, Duke at 1200, Kansas at 1500, Texas Tech, I'm going to jump a few spots at plus 3000, you have Arkansas at plus 4000, Tennessee at 4500, Alabama at 5500, Ohio State at 6000, Michigan at 7000. Arkansas on the rise, it appears, and Tennessee is in the mix. A lot of SEC teams to be considered, and that's what we are seeing as far as the conference to win the title. The SEC a couple of weeks ago was plus 500. Any team from the league winning the title with the Big 12 is the favorite. Well, guess what? There's a new sheriff in town. Well, co-sheriff in this case, right? Absolutely, and I know this is something you've been telling the fans to come. If you're interested in back in the SEC, the time was now because, you know, those plus 500 odds, based on what we've been seeing, were going to drop, and they have. So Big 12, SEC, your co-favorites at plus 300. The Big 10 is at 400. The Pac-12 at 500. The ACC at 550. All right, let's talk about against the spread as we try to do week to week. A team that I have seen in person once, the Jacksonville Dolphins, the former home of J.D. Note, along with Middle Tennessee. Those are your two best cover teams on the season. Three-fourths of the time plus, they are covering against the number. Jacksonville is 16-5, and five, Middle Tennessee 16-5, and one against the number on the season. Toledo 18 and 6, Auburn the best team in the Power 5 at 18 and 7 against the number. That's 72% of the time they are covering the number. Monmouth, Long Beach State, so those teams are all 70% or better. The worst teams against the number. Pacific's at 21.7%, North Carolina State is at 23.1%, Marshall, Oregon State 23.8%, and then in-state teams, Arkansas Little Rocks at 33.3%, Arkansas Pine Bluffs at 47.8, the other Division one schools in the state all well above 50%. Arkansas State's at 57.9%. Central Arkansas is at 59.1%. Bears just came off a good road win at Jacksonville State, and they're going to host Bellarmine on Wednesday night, and they've got a good matchup trying to get a season sweep against Eastern Kentucky on Saturday. And then the Hogs, of course, rolling through Missouri. Another cover. On a Tuesday night, Zach, Hogs now over 60% cover rate. This was an area where they were particularly strong last year, but 61.5% for the Hogs at 16 and 10 on the season. Absolutely. They have looked phenomenal as of late. It's one of those instances where I feel like that loss we took to Oklahoma that kind of put us in a downswing was maybe a good thing because we have looked so good as of late. Well, if an Oklahoma loss puts you in a downswing, what does a loss to Hofstra do? Makes you win a national title? 
Very possible. Well, maybe so. Well, the Hogs certainly have it going the right direction. Big game on Tennessee coming up. Again, those matchups this weekend will release late Friday night, early Saturday, so you'll have a chance to get on that game. It's a 3 o'clock tip for Arkansas and Tennessee on Saturday, part of a big slate this weekend, and a potential big step forward for Arkansas if they can knock off Tennessee. I don't know, Zach, I don't normally like to guess, at least on this show, about what the line might be. I'm guessing Arkansas will be a slight favorite, 3 to 5 points, something in that, that range, I would guess, but we'll see what they come up with. Yeah, I mean, that is something that, as you mentioned, they will hit the board on Friday night. From what we've seen, typically, is once the last games, the college basketball games for that day have started, you will see the the odds for the following day's games start to post. Well, we are limited on options now because there's no more football, and so we are picking basketball games our lock of the week the rest of the way unless we get real creative and maybe get down on hockey. I'm going to check you on the women's hockey finals. We've got Canada against the United States we'll talk about in a second, so maybe we'll throw them in as a potential lock of the week. There is an SEC game I like a lot. I like a lot. I said lock a lot. Look at that Freudian slip there. I like a lot this week, but uh, there are a lot of factors in them that make me a little bit nervous about it. Let's talk about a Big Ten game here. you got a nationally ranked Illinois, 11th in the country, going on the road against Rutgers as a slow light road favorite here and pretty good opportunity i think for the illini but man road team burned me last week and i'm a little wary of it this week yeah absolutely going on the road as a favorite as you mentioned illinois minus three and a half total in this game at 135 that number has shrunk it was at four so that means the money's coming in on the illini so not shocking there and i will tell you piscataway is not the most intimidating place to play it may be an intimidating place to settle down and try to live but not to play so yeah i like the illini to go on the road and get the win staying in the big 10 for a second here number five purdue going to evans Illinois, right? I almost said Evansville. Evanston, Illinois, Northwestern in the outskirts of Chicago. Purdue, fifth-ranked team of the country, and a pretty small line. Northwestern's been decent at home. In fact, a little better than decent at home. Very competitive. And even in games that they've lost, they've been close. But Purdue will have its hands full, I would think, even against the team and the Wildcats that they seem to be much better than on paper. Yeah, absolutely. The Boilermakers go on the road as a six-point favorite total in this game at 147.5. Okay, again, the money going to the road team there. That that number's sliding towards Purdue, so people are riding the Boilermakers. And if I was going to, I'd probably take Illinois and Purdue on those road games as well. Here's an interesting one in a road team I do not like. That is Vanderbilt going to Auburn. And, of course, the Tigers are the second-ranked team in the country. They have lost just that one time in this long run of games here, and that was, of course, to Arkansas and Fayetteville by a very narrow margin. But Auburn, pretty good favorite here no surprise in fact i was surprised the number wasn't a little bit bigger yeah absolutely looking at this one auburn currently favored by 13 and a half points total in this game at 143 and a half auburn's 10th in the country in scoring margin zach guess what their scoring margin is on average this year mm, 14 it's 13 you're very close. So there you go, right around that 13-and-a-half. Vanderbilt, though, is if you look at their last scores and the way they're playing, they have stayed pretty close in most of their games, a little more competitive than their record would indicate. Auburn, by the way, beat Texas A&M like a drum over the weekend by 17, so they are certainly rolling like they have been. A game I like a lot, Mississippi State, not real sure what to expect from them. They've been reasonably competitive, yet they've lost three straight games. And Mississippi State also earlier this season beat Alabama. Crimson Tide ranked 25th in the nation. They won in start. Starkville did Mississippi State by two, 78-76, and now they will go on the road as an underdog against Alabama. It's a good size line considering the Bulldogs got the win earlier in the season, but I think a home game for Alabama makes enough difference for them to get the win. Yeah, and looking at this one, Alabama currently favored by six points total in this game set at 150. 150, so that's uh, 75-75, Zach, would be a final there, right? Okay, so uh, again, low-scoring affair relatively, both under 80. I mean, not really, really low-scoring, but uh, Bama not quite as good defensively as last time, uh, last year, rather. Bama in that first matchup, Zach, 8 of 29 from 3. Mississippi State, get this, they won the game, mind you. They were 2 of 16. That's 12.5% from 3. So both 
Both teams probably should take it to the rack a little more. We know that Bama will shoot threes with reckless abandon. If they hit some, a number of them, I like them a lot to win tonight pretty comfortably. Other games of note, Texas Tech burned me last week, but they're at home this week. Last week they lost at Oklahoma when we talked about them on Oklahoma game day. This week they're hosting Baylor. And, of course, Chamwa Chachwa, outstanding player for Baylor, out for the season. Hated to see it, and I got a chance to see him in person last couple of years. A very impressive athlete. Texas Tech has been really tough to beat this year. Fell short against Oklahoma the other day on the road, and they will be a home favorite. you got number 7 Baylor on the road at number 11 Texas Tech. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a great game. You have Texas Tech currently favored by two points, total in this game at 136.5. All right. In the SEC, Georgia-LSU looks like a mismatch on paper, kind of like Georgia to cover the number but not win in an ugly low-scoring affair. Yeah, LSU favored by a bunch, minus 16 total in this game at 146. Yeah, it should be low scoring, I would think, even though Georgia doesn't play defense. Last time I thought that was when they played Arkansas, talking about Georgia, and uh, Arkansas got plenty of points. So I don't know if I'd mess with the under or the over, but I certainly like Georgia to cover the 16 as bad as they are. Talked about Jacksonville, Zach. They are number one in the nation against the number. They have won five of six games straight up so far in this last run. They are on the road against Stetson on a Wednesday night. Not a game we normally talk about, but since Jacksonville is the best team in the nation, covering the number, I thought it was worth a mention. Absolutely, and they are favored by two points in this game currently, total at 126.5. If it's any uh, indication for you as to what to do tonight, the Dolphins won a low-scoring first matchup back in Jacksonville, 57-52. Bellarmine and UCA, another game out of the A-Sun being played on Wednesday night, this game in Conway. UCA got drummed the first time around against Bellerman, who had a player go 18 of 22 from the floor in the first game, Zach. I'm going to guess he won't do the same in the rematch. Yeah, that, that will be tough to replicate. Looking at this one, Bellerman currently favored by seven points. Total in this game at 149. Well, I sure as heck hope it is. My goodness, I don't want to see that again, that's for sure. All right, the game, another game I love tonight. Just This is going to be a ton of fun. So if, you gotta, if you're going to stay up late on a Wednesday, this is a game you definitely should tune in for. Maybe you can flip back and forth between this one and the uh, United States women against the Canadian women in the hockey final. I think it's going to start around 10 o'clock Central tonight. Obviously, China's 14 hours ahead, which is problematic as far as TV watching, but give you an opportunity to stay up late tonight. Number Number one, Gonzaga is a huge favorite on the road against Pepperdine. Gonzaga is number one in the country in scoring. Number one in scoring margin. They are winning games by 24 points a game, Zach. It is blowing away the second place team. I think the next closest team is like maybe 15 or 17 a game, something like that. Anyway, Gonzaga is crushing teams. In the first game between these two at Gonzaga, they scored 200 points combined, 117 to 83 the final. Now, Pepperdine stinks, I'll tell you that. 11 of 12 games they've lost. They're 328 in the nation in scoring defense. They're not good on offense either. They're certainly not good on defense, but they're going to get a lot of possessions because Gonzaga is going to score at will. So I kind of like the over, and I was a little surprised by how low it was, especially considering the first game. I think Pepperdine will play a little better, as good as they can at home, on their home rims, but I don't think Gonzaga is going to drop off at all. No, and looking at this one, as you said, Gonzaga favored by a mountain of points, currently at 31. Uh, Total in this game set at 163. Yeah, 163 is not enough, buddy. It's going to go over. I I feel really good about that. There's another potential for lock of the week. I feel very confident in that because I think Gonzaga will score around 100 again, and I think Pepperdine will score 70 at home, and they'll kill him, and that's fine. And then that 31 will be very much up in the air. It'll be a close game on the line. I think the over goes over pretty comfortably, though. We'll see. Shows you what I know. I've not, uh, not won a whole lot of wagers yet. Anyway, before we move on to a couple of other items, Zach, 
back and wrap things up today. This is huge news. Look, Razorback baseball starts on Friday. Baseball over the country starts this week. It is so exciting, and people are really serious about Arkansas, obviously. they got a legitimate chance to win the national title, probably as good as, as they do in any sport every year and this year's no exception now they got to figure out their pitching staff but offensively they're off the charts zach you can wager on this at oaklawn i am so excited about this wait till wes moore hears about this his brain is gonna explode he's gonna be so excited Yes, I was very, very thrilled when I woke up and saw that this had hit the board. So currently you can wager on the outright winner of the College World Series. Your favorite is Texas at plus 600. Boo! Yes, I I agree. Natural reaction. I apologize. Uh, Followed up by Mississippi State at plus 900. You have Oklahoma State at 900 as well. Then fourth choice, Arkansas at plus 1,200. LSU's 1,300. Vandy at 13. Florida's at 1,700. Old Miss at 1,800. So a lot of SEC contingent up there at the top, but the team we really care about is currently the fourth choice. All right, that's no shock there. All right, we got about a minute left here, Zach. I'm going to go ahead and throw my lock of the week. The lock of the week. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. You know what? I'm going to ride it. I did a little research on it. I feel good about it. I'm going to say Pepperdine plays a little better at home, maybe offensively. I don't think they'll score 80 again, but they'll give up 100 again. I'm going to say Pepperdine and the Waves get smacked at home, but I think the over hits. I'm going to say 164-plus, maybe more like 175-plus scored in the game, largely due to Gonzaga's offensive prowess. Uh, and so that's going to be my lock of the week this week, Gonzaga and Pepperdine with a whole pile of points. Say that fast, Pepperdine pile of points. And then the Winter Olympics, Zach, give me another one here. Canada, U.S., Canadian women, uh, pretty heavy favorites here? They are. Canada is minus 215 and U.S. plus 175. Speed skating, all kinds of different things to wager on in the Olympics. Unfortunately, the men got bounced by Slovakia on – they had – they went to overtime. They had penalty shots, and the United States lost. It was so disappointing. I'm so frustrated with them right now. Anyway, I think it was Slovakia. Anyway, they're out. I know that. Uh, Golf got the Genesis Invitational this weekend. You got UFC. We got boxing. My guy lost last week, Derek Lewis. Big upset. Yes, and and we are still waiting for some of those March uh, fights to post. I have been watching. I know Bryce Mitchell's scheduled a fight in March. That's something we are watching for. Hasn't quite hit the board yet, but as soon as those do, we will be talking about it. All right. Again, over on Dogs and Waves and uh, all kinds of concerts coming up. Spa rooms, horse racing. I mean, I don't know what else you want, Zach. I mean, I really appreciate all the things Oakland is offering. It's truly one-stop shop for fun. We didn't even get into the restaurants. My goodness. So many different things to do at Oakland. That's why it's Arkansas's only casino resort. They put the resort in the casino. That's so critical. And uh, the racing is really heating up right now. So get down and see them. It's all in Hot Springs at Oakland. For Zach, I'm Justin. Thanks for being with us, and good luck, everybody.